Hello and welcome to the I Want More Comics podcast. I'm Zach. My name's Richie. My name's Keith. I'm Sean. And uh, this is our first episode, guys. Number uh, one. Number <laughs> one. Um, this is just going to be an introductory episode. Uh, we're just going to be talking about um, who we are. Um, uh, we're also uh, a store, so we're going to talk about uh, the history of that. We're going to talk about what we hope to do with the podcast, the fun segments, um, things like that. We are currently in the brick and mortar. That, that's how legit we are. Physical store in North Glen, Colorado. That's right. Yep. Uh, and we're not just talking about it. We're in the store. Absolutely. So um, so I guess uh, we can just go around a little bit, talk about ourselves uh, a little bit. Um, uh, I'm Zach. I'm one of the uh, co-owners of I Want More Comics. Um, I'm a big DC fan. I love uh, my favorite character, Superman. I've been doing the uh, comic book thing for about 10 years now. Um, I loved it since I was a little kid. The very first thing I ever read was a comic book, so it's been uh, in my blood forever. Uh, Web of Spider-Man uh, 101 for everybody who wants to know about that. That's the very first thing I ever read. Um, Love, love all different kinds of comic books, but I'm mostly a superhero guy uh, at the end of the day. Um, I love podcasts as well, so I'm super excited to be doing this. I think podcasts are great. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm excited to get the show going and, uh, and to hear and see what, what, what's going to be coming up. I have a really quick question. Sure. Has it really been 10 years? It's been 10 years. <laughs> it, it, wow. it really has been 10 years, I know. I know, 10 years working as a comic book professional, but I mean, ever since I could, since I was four years old, um, I've been reading comic books. Um, the stories I like to tell people are... Well, I just didn't think it was that long. Oh yeah, no, I know. The, the stories I like to tell people about Scary. that is... Um, well, I plucked them right out of high school. Yes, That's yes right. you did. Yes Fresh. you did. Fresh. Yeah, yep, I started right in high school. I was 17 years old. Um, collecting or working? Working, working, okay. collecting. It was yeah, only he was working at the old store. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I'm clearing. I just I didn't, realize, yeah. at home. I didn't realize it had been already oh. like ten years. That's just kind of yep. that kind of boss. It's, it's, been it's, it's been seven as I want more comics. That's true. And a couple of years there. Yep, and helping out and stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. I didn't really think about it. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it has yeah. been that long. It's it it is pretty crazy to think about it. Um, but yeah. Um, the, but yeah, I've been doing it all my life and um, love so much about it. So excited to uh, to continue to talk about it. Do I have to go next? That's okay. you, yeah. All right, this is Sean. Um, I guess for me, I've been technically doing this a lot longer than that. <laughs> so well, you don't have to mention it. Fine. Well, there was a store that was we all kind of spawned from that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But... I was with I was doing stuff with them for almost twelve years before I was doing this twelve to fifteen I don't even really know I, I if I sat here and thought about were it were they doing comics on like a stone scribe thing was yeah. it Dino yeah. the dinosaur yeah. was running by while we were doing it um, newspapers were relevant is that right yeah, yeah actually yeah. they were yeah that's uh, rough but Stanley had hair Stanley <laughs> not white he's got hair not white hair yeah so I don't think he's got hair I think it's a mop it's back in his mop. day they were ten cents well so it's been probably having something to do with the professional or the brick and mortar side of things it's probably close to 20 years for mm-hmm. me I would guess but like Zach said he likes more mainstream superhero comics mm-hmm. I think for me it's I like stories that end so mm-hmm. I tend to veer towards Vertigo or Image or stuff that 
it might run for five years, but eventually there's going to be an ending. And that, that's kind of where I steer more towards, even though my favorite character is Daredevil, as odd as that is. <laughs> that's oh, he had some ends. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's had some bad ends a couple times. <laughs> some bad ends. So, I mean, for me, that's... I'm excited to be here, too. This will be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to argue with Richie about his love of Frank Miller. <laughs> I mean... That's going to happen. It's going to happen, yeah. That's so, cause, That's know, a Frank tease Miller. for future oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's called foreshadowing. <laughs> that's fine. It, it will happen. <laughs> and you, you will be wrong the entire time, but that's I, okay. It's all, I'm Since all I got right, to talk first, yeah. I got to see the bar. So. First comic. That I ever read, or that I... So the first comic I ever read, I don't even remember what it... It was a Spider-Man. It was well, an introductory... What year do you know that? Is it, is it the one where it he was, fights the uh, fires? Yeah, he fights uh, uh, Fire Lord. I think it's Amazing Spider-Man I, 276. You might know that. I don't I think, remember, honestly. I mean, we so need to get there, Rain Man. Pull that number <laughs> right I think, on. I, I think know 276. <laughs> Actually. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that might be... Well, that was... Because so I'd read comics as a kid, but nothing ever really grasped, you know, stuck in my head. It wasn't until I was in high school and I read Infinity Gauntlet. And it was Infinity Gauntlet 4 when Thanos just takes apart the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Are we going to so, do... Is it Thanos or Thanos? It's Thanos in my world. Thanos? Yeah. All right. You're wrong. This, I, I can uh, be wrong. I'm going to say fine. Thanos. This uh, podcast is going to be full of mistakes and discrepancies. <laughs> That's and, fine. There we go. Uh, like, Neil Gaiman? Like him, say, <laughs> like him saying Gaiman. Frank Miller's dead. It was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But no, for me, the, the thing that really caught the fire was that book, and I continued. I, I had to go find all the rest of the issues as they, as they came out, and as the older ones were not as easy to find because it was the hot book. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I just caught the bug and never stopped. Yeah. It, it, it does become a lifestyle, <laughs> not just a, a hobby. It's drugs you can resell. Yeah. You can always, yeah, yeah. You can always read them again. Uh, so I'm, I'm Keith, and I got into the selling of the drugs uh, about seven years ago when we became a store here. Uh, the, the story of getting involved in that will be the second half here of the, of the uh, podcast. But the for me, comics uh, started, I had to admit, about 13, 14, 15. Uh, I remember the first comic I ever bought was X-Men number one from 91 when my stupid little brain thought oh this is X-Men number one it's worth a lot of money somebody left it on this Safeway rack here for I don't know how many years and I just found it <laughs> you money grubber I was, it wasn't I was for the love rich. you were just you like I can make money this. I was going to get the money sure, it was <laughs> number one at that time too because they were both about the same time no that's, that's a couple of years that's a couple of years but it was close enough I mean then I read it and so the addiction set in and uh, I actually really started buying at uh, Death of Superman that was the the book that made me want to read more than just what I could grab randomly. Was so, your fantasy for money still involved in the Death of Superman? Because everyone no, I th- knew that had Death of Superman was like, this could be so much. No, that one was just that. I There are several points with what changed me into reading comics had to do with cover and had to do with not even the cover art, but what was said on, on the cover. And that monumental... Um, you know, the death of Superman type thing, I I was like, oh, I gotta read how he dies. You know, I gotta, this this guy I know, he's, you can't kill this guy. So, 
I had to read that issue, and then the story just got me compel, you know, compellingly, so that I had to go out and find the other pieces of it, and that's when I realized that you don't—they're not just sold at grocery stores. You can chase down a comic book store and and find the other stuff. Yeah, but did you have a break in time where you weren't reading, and then you came back, and wasn't it? I thought it was like an oh, that's a issue later. that pulled you back in, and it said if you only read one book this month, you have to read this. So no, but there, or that put you down the X Men run. Yeah, yeah, that's the. So at the time, I'm I'm grabbing the Superman, and then Nightfall happens, and then Emerald Twilight for Green Lantern, and that's I'm right. I'm like, oh, these big events, I I like this, and I'm I'm chasing down those pieces, and I'm reading those pieces, but after the big event, I wasn't as hooked. It was it was a little bit fading for me. So uh, I was, this is 93, uh, I'm looking at the rack, and X-Men number 303, uh, Death of Ileana, uh, on the cover it says, if you read only one X title this month, it must be this one. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'm suckered up. Uh, well, I read this, this story, and of course, you know, going right, impactful with with a death of kind of issue again i i just had to know more there was way more characters than just superman there was way more characters than just batman i have to know who these x-men are and you know you see little bits and pieces this is around the time of the tv show i think it's right around that area and all this so you know you're the 90s show with australian wolverine not australian wolverine he no, was australian no. for like that one movie no, he was australian yeah. in that really bad pride of the x-men yeah, movie. Okay. that's what it was boy yeah, yeah that yeah. was did you get that from burger king I felt like that was like a giveaway. I thought it was something that was made and should never have been distributed. Yeah, I did. But, uh, sure. Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure there's nobody out there who disagrees too much. It's the, pretty rough. Again, they the Australian Wolverine was pretty, pretty bad. But um, so then I dove. Then I gave up on Superman, Batman, Green Lantern because I was going to spend all my money on X Men, and I was going to get it all. I was going to read it all. I was going to do it all, and I started. Yeah, but how far down the rabbit hole of get it all, do it all, did you go? Well, that was that was pretty bad because uh, <laughs> that was that was the so uh, he gives a new heroin and an you he, know he gives a new um, meaning to the word completionist. Yeah, My yeah. meaning. I only oh, know no, a little no, bit about Keith. No, listen, that I let, know. Let him explain. Yeah. <laughs> Collected for about four years, then moved out of the house, couldn't afford collecting, so I took a couple years off. And I came back with a friend of mine drug me out to uh, see Jim Lee sign at Mile High Comics when he was here 2002, 2003. I was there too, but I don't remember what year it was. Yeah, it was, it was in that area. Um, and I saw some, they were, at the time, Ultimate X-Men was 25, 30 issues deep. Uh, there was uh, Extreme X Men was doing. I remember the big deal was Extreme X Men was, was doing, Claremont. yeah, doing yeah. God Loves Man Kills Part Two. Right. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta read it, and mm -hmm. I was all back. So Claremont doing something again for his earlier ones? Yeah, okay. unheard of. Um, <laughs> I I liked Extreme X Men a lot. That was that was, and if I had probably tried something else at that time that was lukewarm, I might not have gotten in, but. Uh, Extreme X-Men had a darker edge to it that really yeah. just sucked me in deep. But deep means I had to get every variant, every edition, every well, When he says one. variant, he means printing. He means all the comics that were included in those Marvel Legends action figure. The action figure like, ones. If, if, they were, if, if they the newsstand had a different price tag on it, then that was that. enough of a variant to, to go down and chase that. Ooh, <laughs> you don't uh, understand. Boy. <laughs> and... 
And I, I sold him. I went to this I comic book store him. that was supposed to be my friend's. <laughs> oh my and, goodness! Yeah, uh, there's. Yeah. Oh no! Well, two well, hardcover variants for X X Force. X Force. Yeah, because at the time they were doing bloody and non-bloody on the regular and covers. And I pulled them both out and I said, "Hey, do you want both these covers? They're different <laughs> for the covers cover. for the yeah. hardcover." Yeah. He goes, "Yeah, man, I need those." <laughs> <laughs> there is zero backbone in that. <laughs> scratch. I'm glad I could fund your failed venture. Well, <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and then Keith would come in with a with a list of comics and saying, "This is what I'm missing," and Sean would spend weeks just scouring. Oh, I found them all to find them. I love that. I mean, that I had no problem with. If you if you were filling my my wish list because my wish list was everything out there, I, I had no problem. Well, I knew every I knew single I could one trade with. I knew yeah. where I could get. You know, that was great for me. some of that stuff. So. You know, I, I did some real bad things then because I was never like trying to optimize my money. Like come in on sale days. No, I never did any of that kind of crap. But like there was. I would just, I would just spend. I mean, money was was good for me. I was going to ask how many times your wallet actually snapped in half every time because you, you kept opening it and closing it. There was absolutely, <laughs> there was oh, times. I'm sure these bags. guys, yeah, and he would <laughs> set it on the counter, and it was a bag of money. Oh, there was a hey. God, uh, so can you can you guys put two hundred on this card, and can you oh, put yeah. four hundred on this that. card? Oh, I remember that. Uh, at the height of buying all the Keith variants, isn't wearing any pants because he couldn't afford them. <laughs> <laughs> at the height of this, I mean, it was easy thousand dollars a month. Just in the How many comics boxes and did you have of X Men stuff? When oh, were, were, didn't you have? When it got up to the max and all this, I was at like forty long boxes that were. Oh, I was going to say just, I thought you had sixty. But no, but I mean, again, for oh, me, X Men started spiraling. It was oh, you know, Wolverine's a new Avengers by Bendis. I got to get that and go from there. And, and it branched out. I know a lot of jaded, like old school X Men yeah. guys because of the. Here's, no, here's the funny thing to all of that I always found really interesting about his collecting habits. So he would buy all the runs and he would buy all the variants and he would buy all that kind of stuff, but he wouldn't buy first appearances. He didn't care about Hulk 180, 181. Interesting. Yeah. He didn't care. He was like, nah, I don't need that. I was working on part of what I'm reading. I still was working on like X Men, you know, from 63 on. I had, I was down to like. 40 issues, I think I was missing. But what like, was it, Avengers? Uh, is it 11, the annual? The first oh, Rogue? Oh, first Rogue? The yeah, first Rogue? Yeah, I didn't care about it. Yeah. yeah no, so. I didn't care about it. Now I was all of a sudden starting well, to pick up because. Avengers. Yeah, when I started doing Avengers, now it. I needed to yeah. care about all the Avengers mm-hmm. and go back and inside. And it, it, yeah, if you're collecting X Men and Avengers, you just. It, that's pretty Well, and what? You got out to what? New Mutant? I mean, um. Uh, what what is the other Avengers books out there that they were doing? Um, oh, I did Avengers West Coast. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, it, if it said the word Avengers on it, because once I started doing it, it, it was everything. It was it was had to have it all. Well, so getting in the store here uh, reset me, and I just I I got off of that. And in fact, tonight is the first time I'm going to be taking home more than. I'm good at the number, my exponential growth of com, of my comic collection. I'm taking home two runs tonight of books that I really, really like. But outside of that, at home right now, I own four comic books um, because I was deciding I was going to do no, no. Single, issues. single issues, single issues, single, single okay. so, solitary. So when he issues. went, yeah, he when he went, he went completely off the deep end of collecting, and then he gave it all up. When he, when he came into the store, he was actually the first five months or so. You were still trying to collect every variant as we were trying to get them in, uh-huh. and you were still collecting everything. And there was just a point he hit. Well, he kind of snapped, and he was, was like, that point? I know "And point I'm done collecting X Men. I'm just gonna we're gonna put it all back in the store. We're gonna sell it. I'll take consignment for it, and we'll we'll call that good." The thing that taught me I didn't need everything 
was <laughs> it's really strange because I really like the writer except for um, this one run and it was Astonishing X-Men so the ghost boxes thing or yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Warren Ellis Warren Ellis when he got past that from Whedon mm-hmm. broke me because the story was so fragmented and so I I remember reading the comic book three times and I couldn't figure out if this was a what if if this was really what just happened, if this, I, I couldn't get it. Oh, I, I stopped getting it astonishing when that happened, yeah. He broke it, and I said, and I said all right, at this point, I don't need to read every X-Men. You know what? I own a comic book store. I, I just, this is my collection. I'll just bring my stuff in here. Like, I'll read trades when I need to. I'll read them off the rack. I'll do, I just didn't care. So my mission was to find the 10 best comic books ever. 10 best single Single issues. issues. Comic books. In my world, that's oh, a, that's it's a really podcast later. Yeah, when he came to me with this, I was like, "That's really it's cool. It's actually cool. It's it is one hundred percent." So, in my you opinion, have four, and they, the they're stand, they're the standalone ten. issues that you could read them. Not runs, not not, uh, yeah. not uh, no. trades. Okay. That that's very right. interesting. And it, it, only my opinion. Yeah, like, of course. That's, sure. that's all that I care yeah, about. That's all that matters. Lists are always just right. Yeah, that's all we'll definitely, yeah. we'll yeah. definitely do that. That'll yeah. be fine. So that changed it up. That made it that made it a different thing and all that. But uh, still, in, in in coming in here also kind of changed. Kind of broke at the time was hey, I, I work at I own a comic book store. I've got to be more proficient than just the X Men and the Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. Like I got to read more. And talking to Zach and Sean, and I'm like, well, I got to read more stuff. And they're like, yeah, you got to read Walking Dead. I, I didn't read Walking Dead until the first compendium came out yeah. and read that. And I go, wow, this is really good. And I didn't read any of that. Yeah, Vertigo stuff. I didn't read any of that. So all of a sudden it branched out. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of stuff I'm going to enjoy. I can't collect it all. I'm going to reset and figure it out from there. So and you got to read excellent. Sandman by Neil Gaiman. 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 Right. Gaiman. 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 Oh, right. We know better. We know better. Um, so, uh, it's, that was the, that was a change up. Nice. Um, well, I guess I'll take over. I, my name's Richie and I am an aficionado of comic books and I have been for, that's a big word. I know I'll use big words and I'm sorry, (laughs) but it's something that has been a passion of mine forever. And I do host another podcast so i'm a part of this you can bump your podcast if you want man. Um, absolutely rpg comics or rpg gaming uh real players gaming is what it is yeah, it just changed names right, right now it's our, yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's rpg we, we it's a uh, on the neo zaz network and it's a podcast about real gamers in the real adult world where you kind of only have 40 bucks and need to buy well, what one does game. rpg stand for real players gaming right. is what it is and it's it's a passion of mine and I love being a part of this podcast here because yeah, cool. comics I, I literally was thinking of doing my own comic podcast before you guys approached me and this just fit perfectly because talking about it is something. My first comic is easy for me. It was, it was I was 13-ish and I hit a spinner rack and I saw a Kelly Jones cover of Nightfall and nice. I was like what is that? And I had been a fan of Batman forever, and I hadn't even heard of like Dark Knight or anything like that. I just knew of like oh, Super Friends Batman. Yeah, Kelly Super Jones Friends Batman awesome. was what I had, and I knew of really Keaton's Batman was kind of what I thought Batman was, and I saw that cover, and it was like him crawling over. It's a really iconic cover, and it just took me by surprise, and I was like, I need this, I need this, you know. So you beg your mom, 
and you get that, and then all of a sudden you realize that I thought it was episodic. So I was like, this is a full story. And I read it, and I was like, what? What happened? There's, there's it's fractured. It stopped. <laughs> what happened? I got the wrong one. And My comics broke, sir. Yeah. And from that point on, I had been dedicating myself to collecting the Batman. Now, with Keith's full thing about, like, I don't care about first appearances, when I took on Batman, even, like, at 14, I re- when I recognized how far Batman had already been going, I realized, like, that will never happen. So it's never been an importance for me either where I just... I care about what I'm reading and what it takes, what it takes to complete that. So, outside of my own story, I don't necessarily care about what others come out. Now, variants and things within the stories that I'm reading, those are important to me. Well, every once in a while, you'll like you're talking about variant covers or just variants that lead you into a different book. Variant uh, variant covers in the story I'm reading. I will want to pick up and... Yeah, but you're very selective. I'm very selective, yes. <laughs> so you're, you're not just going to hoard a bunch of variants. Because I, I, I think in the time that we've been selling mm-hmm. books to you, you don't pick up a lot of variants. I no. mean, I can't... Like right now, I could probably count maybe on my yeah. two hands. A Frank Miller bought. cover? Absolutely. You know? Drugs. Because yeah. <laughs> I... Yeah, drugs that make me see the light. Yeah. He okay. uses special ink on his comics that make people like you keep buying them. <laughs> yes, you know that, right? yes okay. that's it. It's a brainwash mechanism. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm in the pod, y'all. It's, it's all good. And that's another thing that's... that Just a quick tangent that I find so interesting is about we all have different habits we all have different things. It's so interesting to hear because... Um, uh, kind of like you, uh, I'm a Superman guy, but mm-hmm. opposite than you, I want, not with variants, but I love first appearances. I mm-hmm. I try and get those all the time. Um, variants, I used to be like Keith, and I was trying to get everything, and it is too much. I agree with you on that. But it's just interesting to me that, uh, you know, um, if, if a, uh, if a, uh, I'm just, I guess, let me ask you this. If, uh, who's your favorite Batman villain, really quick? Favorite Batman villain? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, if you want to go, I mean, obviously it's Joker, but okay, it's that's like, cliche. Sure. So if you go outside of that, I like Ezreal a lot. Okay. So, okay. I was just gonna say, if if a first Ooh. if if a first appearance if a first appearance <laughs> of a Batman villain came to you Ezreal. and you could buy it, would Ezreal? you be, would yeah. you be interested in buying that, or is that something that you wouldn't be? I mean, I'm not talking about for like thousands of dollars, but if somebody said, "Here's the first Mister Freeze or whatever," and it's a hundred bucks, or would you be interested in doing that, or you're not? That's that's not your thing. He sold me one of, and it was the first appearance of Roz. Oh, okay. And I, it, simply because of the cover, Neil Adams cover. Sure. And, no, I was just curious. Prime, I think it's worth it. I'm more of a complexity purchase. So for me, it's all about if I'm going to have an appearance like that, it needs to be iconic not only in its story, but also it's a multimedia thing. And the imagery Junkies, is yeah. important to me as well, which is why my Frank Miller love is so strong. <laughs> sure. And, cool. Uh, so like really yes really. you're blind <laughs> it's really wow. so so no, yeah so for me if i buy a variant or i get a first appearance to me it's like purchasing fine art almost and i put I you know i yeah, put it absolutely. somewhere special and because the the books that i'm purchasing are for me to read and then the variants i'm purchasing are something that i wouldn't mind displaying or do you ever actually get them framed or anything or hung i up? do i have a couple framed at, at my place for sure that's cool yeah that's why I started doing with the my ten best. They're gonna get framed. They're gonna get off. Yeah, that's that's gonna be cool. That's that's. I think cool. I think that's unique and awesome. Honestly. That's cool. I do think that's I, great. I, well, Sean, you've got you've got really cool original art I do. framed up. I do. Mm-hmm. 
So you're much more chasing on that side of things. I would love original art, but it's not cheap. I'm on ramen and crackers, so <laughs> <laughs> original art it is, can uh, be expensive. Yeah, like well, because most of the people pieces I've actually got is because I've met and talked to at great length some of mm-hmm. these people, right. and they've sold them to me not at crazy prices. Well, and there's, <laughs> so, and there's one that I think is really unique is your your Captain Adam piece because that's yeah, something yeah, that, that one's awesome. Uh, Freddie Williams. Yep. Yeah, that's that's something that you wouldn't pick out at all. Like it wasn't before you even met the guy. You no. you didn't even care about Captain Adam. I didn't. Or, I didn't or the really. Run. The like, run I didn't really care about very much at all. Right. But the the piece was the view of it is just so awesome. The way right. it's laid out and drawn I was like this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I actually think the colors can mess up a piece and I think they did on that piece because in your printed comic they're almost like a watercolor looking or something like that yeah Yeah. and I didn't like that so much but when I saw his original pen and ink I was like oh wow man this this is what this originally looked like I I have to buy this and I think it was I think that piece only cost me 150 yeah I mean you can find some pieces out there that aren't like ridiculously crazy and like you like you said that was one that you got sold on the piece because he was here at a local show. Mm-hmm. You got to talk to him. You know, you got really, really interested really nice into guy it. Too, yeah, so. you got really interested into it, and it went back and forth like that. So, like, there's some stuff like that that kind of. As a as a speaking on the variants part, one of the variants that I always purchase every time, even through here, is the blank covers, and that's simply for contrast. Well, yeah, but you can go and get sketches done on it. Right, and that's exactly what I do: is get sketches and original pieces. Those yeah, are... we, we caught onto that real early, and we were ordering heavy on all those real mm-hmm. early because we, cool. yeah. we figured out that hey, you can do sketches on these. I think our first free comic book day is about the time they were first hitting, mm-hmm. and we ordered up because we had a bunch of artists in the store and wanted them we personally wanted them to do things for us on those right. comic books and it kind of just clicked when we started putting them out and everybody else was like that's a really cool idea yeah so we was, we made sure to order up on every single one we, we do it seeing. at every con and one of my friends got uh we had the ninja turtles 50 mm-hmm. blank and mm-hmm. he took it to the original artist for the comics i'm my little pony and she did a leo oh <laughs> katie cook yeah katie cook in, yeah. in uh As watercolor no, it was watercolor Leo with like glittered pizzas all around it. Amazing. Glittered pizzas. It was glittered pepperoni that's, pizzas, that's awesome. and it was awesome. I was like, that is, I'm jealous of that. That's that is so awesome. original that's and unique. So that is very. Cool. Yeah, you for know, a while, I had a bunch of Daredevil sketches that I would hand out to artists and be like, Hey, do do me a Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And I, cool I'd come back with some really cool pieces. Right. Man. I did I, find out one at one con that I was looking through this guy's like book and I realized that I had been ripping off his artwork for years on the internet and I was like, it turns out I'm a huge fan of yours because that's been a screensaver of mine, that's been a, a background, <laughs> like, so uh, I guess I'm going to have to pay you now to get me a sketch and he did a Nightwing that's cover awesome. for me so. Who was it? Uh, I can't remember his name, but I'll oh, get it out <laughs> I just gave him 150 bucks because I've been stealing his artwork. No, I don't remember your name, but I'm gonna go ahead and give you 150 yeah. bucks. Yeah, it was a it was one of those weird names He's where it was like a, me. a piece of machinery, you know, like can opener or something. You know, they don't actually have names anymore. They're just like, I'm Fork, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just stick with that. It's one way to look at it. Interesting. Uh-huh. That well, explains absolutely nothing. So when you talk about like the coloring thing, uh, what's the colorist for Batman? His name's uh, Jock. I don't know, Bat? Yeah, Batman. Oh, Bat? Yeah. No, Bat. Who's doing... That's Bat. Oh, okay, yeah. B-A-T-T, right? 
No, the colorist on Batman. Do anyone know? So who's coloring Capullo? Yes. I thought it was. I thought it was bad. I thought it was. It bad. was for a bit, but I think oh. it, it, so somebody else. It switched hey. in Zero Year. Oh okay. Okay. And okay. in Zero Years, when they started doing the purple skies and the, the oh, different yeah, yeah, highlights yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, and I think that that really added to the illustrations. But his name is something wonky too, like high. Oh, some 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 stuff okay. can get a little crazy. I know, like some but, there's like there's liquid and there's a bunch of different names right. like that. So oh, yeah. it's one of those names. So the good news about me being a not part of this store is that I have no idea how this store got started. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, we're going to talk about that, but what are what are we going to do with this podcast as a crew? Like, what is the mission, Zach? Um, so, I mean, the main mission is going to be, um, you know, uh, it's going to be a couple different things. Uh, we want it to be a little bit, a little bit informative for people to, uh, to uh, listen to. Uh, so every week we're going to be talking about um, news, uh, news in the industry, anything big. Um, you know, for example, uh, we'll be talking about uh, DC's Rebirth in the upcoming weeks. That's going to be their big um, mm-hmm. re, not a relaunch, but an actual uh, rebirth of, of their line. Um, you know, so anything like that, we're going to talk about that so people can get information there. Uh, we'll talk about fun stuff around the store. Mm-hmm. Um, try and give you a little bit of that feel of uh, being in a comic book store. Um, you know, talk about the fun things that we do. Uh, you know, just kind of give a flavor of that. We're also going to be doing um, picks uh, every week. We're going to all sit down and grab a book a week and, you know, talk about why we liked it and why we think you should be reading it, why you should be picking it up. Um, we're going to have uh, fun segments like um, Spinning the Rack is what we're going to be calling it. It's going to be uh, where we're going to talk about different geek subjects in um, uh, together. We're going to be talking about, you know, it could be anything from what's better, Star Wars versus Star Trek, all the way to, is Frank Miller a great artist? Or yeah. not. Or, um, or, you know, uh, whatever... That was rhetorical. Whatever kind of... Yes. Whatever kind of Definitely thing not. that, you know, uh, again, to again to, to kind of give that flavor of um, the enjoyment of guys sitting around talking about comic books, and one of the reasons why comic book stores are so much fun to go into is, mm-hmm. is to talk about the thing that we love. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to try and do interviews. We're going to try and uh, get uh, customers in. We're going to try and talk to creators. We're going we're gonna to try and make this um, kind of a all-in-one traveling podcast uh, comic book store for, for everybody. I think there's some important points that we've learned in doing in being a retailer and talking with customers. And some of the real big deal out there that's, that's in our industry we, we live in a world that's very subjective. We, we work in a medium here that's very subjective. What you like is not what other people like. Right. And it's really important that we've seen out there to, um, it's okay to be critical. It's not okay to say you're dumb for liking that. You Absolutely. know, like it's a, it's a big part of what we want to chat about in this is to, is to stay more to the positive side of things. Um, we're not shills. We're not. It, it's it's really the funniest thing when people think about stores. They're like, oh, they just want you to buy the comic and, and do that and all this. The you know, reality is, it doesn't matter which comic you buy. Uh, we can order the right amount of comics for what the fan base is. So, mm-hmm. I'd prefer everybody to get into what they like. I'd Absolutely. like for them there's to, so much out there. Yeah, I mean, well, the most interesting conversation I think I have with customers all the time is, I've been buying. 
said title for 15 years. I don't want to break up my run, but I haven't really liked it or read it much in the past uh-huh. five years. Yep. And having the conversation of, well, why don't you stop buying that and pick up something that you'll maybe like to read? Right. There's so much out there. I mean, th- there's so many different companies, so many different stories. There's so many different, uh, you know, like like Sean said, you there's go from superheroes to slice of life stuff. You can, yeah, everything. To you horror, can, there's going to be every type something. of genre you can imagine. If somebody comes in and says, "I want to look at a, I want to know something new and all this," uh, a lot of times we, you got to start off with a conversation of what do you already like, and like, oh, I don't read comics much. That's okay. What do you like in movies? What do you like in TV? What do you like? What are the types of things that you're into? It's not just because if they say, "Oh, I like Buffy," that we're going to go point them at a Buffy book. That's not at all it. It's going to be, I like this style of writing. I like this style of of whatever it is and go in that direction and it more you know it's a big deal when you're talking to somebody to find out are you an art driven person or are you a story driven person are there people are way harder way harder well it's it's okay, but it's it's also it's it's what matters you Correct. know if if you're art driven you can't you can't get into to really deep you know uh intrinsic you know where the, where the value of the of the book is in the story uh, I'm a big well, fan of Hickman. Well, sometimes they're not looking for art people. are not looking for this typical art that they like. They're looking for something else, and they no, just it, don't know what it is. And you can you can find where the where the things marry, yeah. but it, it it matters. You know, they, there's there's way more. Like, you know, out this week is Lady Mechanica. I would you'd think that that book is way more art driven than it is story driven. In it, it's not a bad story. There's not it's not lacking in that area, but it's it's an immediate visual grabber. You know, and that's the kind of book that you go down that road. That's a that's a good book, I would think, that you can get somebody into that is art driven, um, but give them story content with it. Uh, whereas somebody's totally story driven, then you you're looking for you know the deeper long tail type stuff, or you know maybe specific genre related things. Um, it's like the what if I told you that if you don't like superheroes, you can still shop at a comic shop. Absolutely. Easily. Absolutely. Oh. Every week. Every <laughs> week you can pick up something. Oh. And, and, well, and again, that's another thing is that c- communication is so big because there are some people that don't, that, you know, there are other places and places where you can't get to comics all the time or, or whatever it is, and they don't know that, that, you know, there is tons, tons of different stuff out there other than superheroes. Or if you want superheroes and you want something a little different flavor of superheroes, that's not Marvel DC there's still places that do superheroes that just, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know. That's it's, it, it's important in, in our podcast and goals here that we want to have the open conversation. We want to be able to talk to you. We want to be able to uh, speak about the, the good of why we, we think something's there. Uh, but also one of the bigger values we have here at the store is that people have trusted our opinion on trying to refer them to something because we're not just trying to shill out the the biggest thing the easy the low-hanging fruit it's Mm -hmm. it's not about that there's always going to be a big event there's always something out there that has buzz or talk or or anything like that but putting somebody on something that they really enjoy is way more rewarding and it's and it's better for everything i mean i'd prefer to see the best books be the ones that are the top sellers because it also communicates back upstream to the publishers, to the creators about who's doing a good job. 
yeah. that's where the high five should come from. And, is to and say, that's hey, where success comes from. You've made this an enjoyment for me. I want I want the industry to always grow because of that. And there's been some books that I don't even I don't even understand the trajectory that saga got to to get to the size that it got to but that it is so transcendent to uh fan bases to different types of people they i think of the people that buy saga here and there's no way to categorize them all together you can't you can't there are people that buy dc books and buy saga there are people that buy marvel books and buy saga there are people that buy no superhero books that buy saga i mean that's just that, Everywhere. that book's great for that so, idea yeah, that, that it can reach that, that type of thing um, and I, I wish I wish it was easier to get other people into books that are like that there are, there are plenty of good high quality stuff uh, I'm going to name a name here for something that I know all of us here were just in love with and that was Alex and Ada mm-hmm. you know yeah. uh, uh, that, was, that was a great book that was a lot of fun it was a very well put together story the art in it um was was very clear and crisp and and i thought was actually 100 percent appropriate for the story also like it, it styling was was there um but you couldn't introduce it to enough people right. and i the book the book got finished and maybe it was just the entirety of the story. Maybe that's all uh, Jonathan Luna had to say about it. But on the flip side, uh, I hope that it got the proper kudos and the, into the right hands. And that's kind of a goal that we had around here. We had a very high pull on that because we pushed that book pretty hard. But we also were able to push that book pretty hard because we didn't give people a bad suggestion. And there were plenty of people that I couldn't make that recommendation to and say, you should take out this book because it's just not their style. They were just superhero-related people. And that's fine. That's good. And, and I think that we would all love it if if we hear feedback from the show that people are buying new stuff, enjoying new stuff. I think that would be great because all it does is help the industry. It helps the business-wise and it helps the fan-wise. I mean, there's no sure downside. Right. There's no downside to, to getting good comics into good people's hands, business-wise or uh, fan fun-wise. There's, there's not a really a downside. So... Um, we're, we're definitely going to try and do that. Um, There's another unique angle that we have is the idea of competition. You know, you would think that here in Denver, you easily can can name off five, eight, maybe even ten comic book stores. And mm-hmm. you start even getting with what you're willing to drive an hour for and all this. There's a lot of good comic book stores here in Colorado. Correct. Uh, everybody, everybody abroad would think of Mile High Comics as that big store because it's the name and it's been there forever and a day. Correct. Um, but... It kind of, when, when Mile High was having its heyday, it spurned a whole bunch of other stores in the area. So I think we've got a high concentration of comic book stores compared to some other areas. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of fun. And I don't look at any of the stores as competition. Um, there are customers that shop with us because we're local. Mm-hmm. There are customers that uh, shop with us because they're friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they drive a little bit extra for that. Or there's customers that shop at all of the stores because you can't find every comic at just no. one store. You have to right. dig around. Um, so the the big thing for me, and we, we say it around here a lot, is that I wish there was more places. Absolutely. I wish everybody had more access to comics. I wish there was more of them out there. I wish the spinner racks were back. I wish that those things were out there because the more people that get introduced to this, the bigger our industry is yep. and the stronger creation is 
you know, with, with Marvel, with DC, with new creators, with hiring people that are trying to break in and all this. And I just want to see more stuff. I'm greedy. I want to, I want to read more. I want to see good stuff come through. So in our world here, we, we may tend to try to stay a little bit more positive on things and, and, and proactive. But like, like Zach says, if you hear about us saying something nice and you go out to your comic book store and local to you and go buy it, uh, that's a win for the industry. That's, that's a big deal for us. And we like seeing that. And we work with a lot of, of stores also that have a similar mentality and all that, that will, that promote each other and, and think it's great when they, We've we've had a store owner that comes into our store forever and a day, and when he sees one of his customers in here, it's always a laugh. Right. You know, it's always funny. And the, sometimes today. I know <laughs> sometimes the customer looks around like he's cheating on him, but uh, not didn't uh, uh, yeah. uh, didn't turn around and we never think of it that way. Right. No. So no, and I think it as a someone that purchases comics is more of a customer angle on that the the importance of a comic book store over say your Amazon or your eBay or things like that is the con mentality and this podcast will suffer just like everything else does comics exist over opinions and opinions are the best thing ever when it comes to comic books that's the thing you take into any store to any geek any person you're standing next to with a Batman or Superman t-shirt and just start talking about what's important to you in this fictional world and that's it's great it's like politics without the really scary thought of it being real you know? <laughs> that's that's very true and it's it's something that you can find especially at this place and especially here in this podcast you're going to get a taste of what the store is like for me every every week i come in and i talk comics with these guys and it's just natural to put a mic in front of us and spill and have a great time and hopefully you guys will enjoy that as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, yeah. Um, part informative, part fun, um, all all good for, for everybody. All insanity. Exactly. And wrongness <laughs> about Frank Miller. Yeah, yeah, we, yes, it's yeah, we'll have some fun times. I'm glad, Richie, that we're forty minutes into the first podcast and you're willing to admit you're wrong about Frank Miller. No, Yay. no, see that didn't happen. No. <laughs> Before we uh, kind of wrap up, uh, we want to talk about the store and how um, it came to be. Yeah, I want to know a lot about this, and uh, it's it's really heartwarming for me because I've got to know you guys as friends, and it's really interesting to see like you know that you had a past life. Because to me, in my movie of life, you guys just are <laughs> comic books. <laughs> we're just the comic so, We're just the comic Oh yeah, yeah. you're all. Co-stars, it's fine. It, it, you're getting better roles as we move on. Side, side tangent, it's always fun when I'm out and about in the world and I run into a customer. You leave the store? Yeah, and, they <laughs> act, and it's like that teacher thing where you see like your old high school teacher at the at the store. Sometimes and you go, they don't know how to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you go, and you, you know. You, you shop for groceries. You, you do that too? You oh leave God, that you place? It's, 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 it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um. I ask that simply because of how long you work and how you look. Like it just looks like they keep you here and you're locked at all times. That's right. It's not <laughs> that's right. Um, let Zach leave, guys. No, no. He needs help. That's right. Someone call the police. Call the police. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, you want to start talking about the, the oh, no. store or no. me? It starts with Zach. Okay, I want to know so. when this when this sparked. When, okay, when was so, the seed? Let's let's so, follow right. the seed first. All right, we'll we can start. Air. We can start where where the seed technically actually is. Free time. 
Well, yeah, I'm going to talk. Yeah, so so basically, kind of, uh, I'll talk about my perspective and kind of how it started there. Um, I wanted to, ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to uh, work in a comic book store or um, run a comic book store. I mean, that was kind of my dream. Uh, then in then it was in it was in early high school. My girlfriend at the time said, "Hey, you've always wanted to do this. Why don't you go to comic book stores and ask to help out or to try and get a um, a job there?" And so I did. And everybody else uh, laughed me out of the out of the stores uh, at that time and said, "No, you know, we don't need anybody," and you know that sort of thing. And oh no, you know, and and honestly, if you're doing comic books, you're not going to be a millionaire, contrary right. to what people think. But uh, yeah, exactly. So they can't hire 20 people per store all the time. I mean, that's just very hard to do. So so I went into the last place that I went into. I said, hey, I would really like to help out. Um, I'll do it for free. And they said, sure. Sucker. Yeah. So so I started showing up. And that's, in fact, when I first met Sean. It was the very first Wednesday I ever worked. He said some explicitives to me. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and that's how that, that's how it started. Never happened. Um, were they said as comedy or threats? They were they were threatful, and so I was scared the first time. The very first time, the very first time I met Sean, I was like, I don't know what I did, but I made this guy mad. Um, but so I started helping out there, started to get get to know the guys there. Sean was um, a a owner at that time, um, sort of. starting to be an owner at, at, a, at another store. Uh, and, and so it, it just went that way for a couple of years there. Um, I, I got totally hooked into it. Uh, I was working with Sean about uh, almost it was like six days a week. Six days a week. Uh-huh. Um, we started to do that, but sadly the, the other store had a lot of problems for many, many years. Well, yeah, the other store was open for 16 years. Is the other store still in existence? No, it's no, gone. No, it's, do you want to say the name of it? Yeah, it's Free Time. Free Time. Free Time. Free Time. Free time. Oh, yeah. that's what, so you weren't saying Free Time is like a general thing. No, it was, it was actually... No, it was Free Time. That's, that's yeah. the name of the store. I thought you said the seed was like so, just... You guys were bored. So he'd been open for 16 years before it closed. Terrible name for a comic store. Just FYI. And I actually... I'm going to jump over... Or do you want to finish? Oh, well, I was just going to say, so so sadly, the, the store had a lot of things that, you know, for years and years, I mean, they've had things um, coming down the, the line that eventually they, they, they had to shut the doors. They couldn't sustain. They couldn't sustain. Right. Um, so at that time, my mom at the time was starting her own uh, business. And I said, man, it would be really great if, if, if I could start up a comic book store or maybe do something with that. And she goes, oh, I'll help you. We can start up a store you know, and I was like, okay, well, I was thinking online store was the very first thing that I thought. So I went right. to Sean and I said, this guy comes and shucks and dupes me. And I said, and I said, <laughs> and I said, hey, um, I'm thinking about how cool would it be to be, have an online store, get some of the customers and people that we knew from the old store uh, that didn't have a place to go anymore. How about we do a thing where they buy from us, but we also sell online and kind of be like uh, one of those. I'm trying to think of a. a it's like a like the. When you see a sad chick and you're like, "What happened? I just broke up with my boyfriend." Oh, sweetie, it's fine. You put your arm over. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So I did that with customers. So yeah. so uh, so well, I talked up to me and asked me, uh-huh. and I'm it, I was part of the dying store. Right. I was very entrenched in it. Well, you're playing the violin. Going it, down it, the was, ship. it was kind of sad. Right. Hey, I was on the boat. I just, I just <laughs> he was definitely on the boat helping us chug out water. But it I did get, yeah, work. yeah. Free so he comes to me. Yeah, free At this time? All right. Well, he was taking home product. I, I was taking home. I mean, that was the compensation was was a little bit of stuff every week. I mean, that, you know, that was. That no, was awesome. it just yeah. says something, oh, yeah. a lot about you that you'd stay with a dying ship for free. For sure. That's definitely, yeah. 
But yeah, he comes up to me and he goes, "Hey man, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about doing this, and I want you to do it with me." And I honestly, because he was 17, barely 18, and I said, oh, "Okay, I'll tell you what, Zach. If you go and you take care of all the paperwork and you get all the tax licensing and you you know you take care of everything to, to start the store, I'll totally do it with you." Because I thought. There was no, no way, way in hell, hell. <laughs> in a million years Zach was going to go and do this. Right. So he comes back to me three days later. And said, I did it. <laughs> so uh, so I came back and I said, and I did it. My first thought was, dropped the glass. explicit in. <laughs> so so, so, we, so we, we went ahead. Um, and that's kind of how, how, Keith, that's how Keith first got involved. Yeah, you guys introduced me. I was still coming to the old store. The old store had a lot of loyalty. Like, there was a yes. lot of customers with a lot of loyalty to that store. And it's something you learn in this industry about how much... Yeah, I mean, you take you take your local comic book store as your home. As you're, you're there to defend it. You're there to fight for it. You're, you're all for that. And there was, there was a lot of loyalty. And, you know, knowing the story now with, with Zach and Sean, I mean, they, they, they were fighting for it left and right. They were keeping it alive past its expiration. It was... It kept we, coming we back kept from it, the past. We actually kept it open uh, an extra year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I yeah. mean, Sean would come and pick me up at, after school on high school so I could go and work the rest of the day. And I would get, like, earlier periods off so I could wow. come in. Yeah. So I was coming in one time just buying my normal books, not thinking anything of it, getting shucked and duped into buying variants that I didn't need to buy by these guys. And Keith was part of the reason why we got to <laughs> well, stay open for a little bit. Coming up, the, Keith was up to the door. He was. <laughs> Oh, we're probably going to make the diamond check this week. Yeah. Yeah. I kept buying stocks, one comic at a time. That's pretty much, pretty much. So Sean comes up to me and says, hey, you know, bad news, the store is going to close. And I go, oh, man, that really sucks. He goes, but I think we're going to do like an online buyer's club. We're going to try to put something together, sell online, and, you know, get this together, and we'll be able to, you know, keep comics going. And I go, oh, yeah, that's, that sounds cool. Hey, who's going to do your website? Because mm-hmm. at the time he was doing IT. Yeah, he goes, well, I don't know, I don't know, well, you haven't figured out that yet. I go, well, that's what I do. You know, that's, I'm, I'm an IT guy. I'll, I'll help with the website. I'll, I'll chip in. And it was that kind of that same mentality that this is my home. I want it to be better, you know. So I offered to, to help and chip in with this. Um, so I was kind of like, we had a couple meetings over a keg of beer. Uh, yeah, that, that's a fun. That was the best meeting ever. That was a, that's the best really business fun. meeting ever. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, New Year's. You guys had a keg they had yeah. at Sean's house. I had a keg, and I was I You're trying to finish it. Zach came over, and I was like, well, no, you got to finish this Yeah, Sean, Sean, Sean called me and said, hey, man, I got this keg for this party, and it did it's not get mostly it, gone. It's mostly gone. But we need, and there's like probably maybe four beers of yeast, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, drank, we drank for the whole day. I'm hearing just entrepreneurship. That sounds like inventory We were... He was going to come over anyway, and yeah. I just made him come over a couple hours early. I think we ended up having like 12 beers apiece, 12 beers and I was really hating beer by the time oh my he had shown up. Yeah, yeah. we finally got showed up to talk about it. We were 12 beers in when he showed up. Yes. yes. Oh, to have no. a meeting about oh, no. how well, that's you want your website to be. What do you want your website to be, sir? He was falling asleep. Sean was falling asleep. I looked at Keith and I was like, hey, man, do you want a beer? And he's like, I don't drink beer. And I'm like... Why not? <laughs> yeah, today you do. Um, so, so wasn't a question. Yeah, so, so, so we were going down that road for a while, and then we of found drinking twenty-four beers every day. There were there were some times where we where we drank and, and bought and there talked were days about comics, we were but sober. <laughs> but, but, um, but 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 we kept on going down that route until um, one of our friends who uh, was one of the 
founders of the store. He's no longer here. Founder of this store. Oh, this store. This store. He he had bought into the old store. Right. Um, The original owner of the old store, his his parents had moved to Kansas. So he was pretty much left by himself to take care of the entire business. And at the time, I was already helping. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would come in like Zach, and I would come in and you know spend my my time helping doing whatever he needed. I'd come in on store sales, so I was helping at the store for like almost ten years before the last two years when I was there all the time. And I'd come in and help, and it would always be something new. And it turned into Don, who was the one of the one of the other guys. Uh huh. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll he bought in. He bought into the old store. He gave him way too much money. We're just going to, I'm not going to disclose amounts, but he gave him way too much money. And the other owner was not very good with that money. Uh, I'll put it that way. Right. So he used it irresponsibly. It did not get managed to save the store. No. It did not get managed to save the store. So as the store was dying, I mean, it it got... It well, and, really and there in the last year, and, <laughs> and, that and so really and so one of one of the things that, that sounds happened, like the start of a Godfather movie. Yeah. It kind well, of, so and so his, the lease got broke. Yes, they had right. just signed a lease um, just a little bit before for a for a couple of years. Wow! So the lease got broke, and Don was going to be responsible for the entire lease. Uh huh. So when Zach had come to me and filled out all the paperwork and done everything, um, Don asked. Actually, the the landlady asked. Hey, we don't really have anybody to fill the spot because this was 2008 going into 2009. It was during the recession, yeah. and right. there was store closures everywhere. Right. They were just trying <laughs> yeah. to keep somebody in there. So they came to us and said, "Hey, do you do you want to just house here? You know, we'll charge you nominal rent. You just as long as you keep the keep right. going." Right. So. We kind of got lucky that way. Correct. <laughs> stumbled, stumbled into having a yes. storefront. <laughs> we, we didn't mean to have a storefront. It just kind of happened. Right. But at the time, like, we were getting ready to go in, you know, and we didn't have any money, really. And our first contact with Keith, I had given him a bunch of the back issues from the old store because we kind of – we Liquidated. Yeah, well, because when the other store was closing, we were just to pay off the taxes. We were selling off everything. Right. All the taxes got paid. And then I ended up with all the old stock. Well, I gave Keith all the old stock. Yeah, I was working the old stock on trying to sell it online right. and get some money back out of it to turn around and get somewhere ahead just, of us. This is before you guys have a store. This is before, this is before there was a store. This is, there was a concept in your guys' No, there was two months. It was a two-month span of free time closing and us opening. Okay. So during that two months and all this, we were trying to liquidate stock. They were getting things set up so that they could buy and do this online thing. I had started a little bit of work on a website. Um, yeah, because that, that, well, that first meeting that we had was... Yeah. Was to sit down. And, it was, yeah, and it, was a, it was a horrible meeting. <laughs> it was pretty fun. <laughs> we, did, we were pretty lit. And right. I was falling asleep, and Keith's like, what the, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> these, these are going to be stories. I had done tech work for 10 I years at that sad. point. I was sad. I've had a lot of meetings. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't even go down as right. the worst meeting. The worst meeting for me was the one that I'm trying to impress a nice lawyer, and all of a sudden out of the blue gets sick, and instead of... Doing, doing the smart thing and reaching for a this. trash can mm-hmm. to throw up in. I try to run across his office, and it's oh no, not no. a good meeting. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so, that makes a um, statement yeah, though. So, they were so anyway, they didn't so throw we up. Good. You know, like so. <laughs> it's a pretty good yeah. Yeah. So we were good. Yeah, it's and, fine. and so and so so we yeah, started so, so we started getting funds together. Yeah, well, we were to, getting uh, funds together. He was liquidating comics for us. Keith was, and 
I remember opening the bank account. I went to my change jar. The because I didn't have money. Because Richie, you know, the normal path well, here is so, to turn around and to get well, the reason a I didn't business have, plan yeah. and a loan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and the reason I didn't have money is because Don asked me to quit my old job, which I was making about $70,000 a year. That's where the small world comes in. Right. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, come in as, an, as a part owner. I was never written into any contracts or anything. He's like, come in as a part owner and, you know, we'll get you paid. We'll pay you this much each month. And I was like, all right. So as that store was dying... I was part owner of a dying store for a year and a half. So I learned every absolute thing you shouldn't be doing when you have a comic book store. And I had no money. So to open the bank account, I got my change drawer. Change boot. I, yeah, it was a boot. I dumped it out on the couch and I counted out. You needed $100 to open a, bank, or to open a small business bank account. I had $107 change. I was like... Absolutely winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fortuitous. I brought back from stuff we were selling online, right at about it's about twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's about twelve hundred. Twelve hundred bucks. Twelve hundred bucks. Uh, Circuit City was closing down. Closing down. They had all these nice CD racks that you could put comics on. <laughs> That I bought for really cheap. <laughs> so and Big Lots had a bunch of bookshelves wow. that I bought for really cheap. And 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 we yeah and we. Got those big lots, and we started we assembling whatever them. Whatever was left of the old stock, and had a store. So hold on. One. <laughs> the way this is playing out now, so three no guys business plan. <laughs> yeah. I had hundred and seven dollars, and then I got twelve hundred dollars. Got twelve hundred dollars from old comics from a dying store. Yep. You got a cheap place to locate just simply to keep it open. Yep. Because yeah, it was thirty-three hundred square feet, and I think I was paying about twenty-six hundred. At first, it was sixteen. It went up to 26. I don't think I ever told you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the first yeah. six months, it was wow. only 16. So, so it's a cheap And then it jumped stay. up to 26. And then all of a sudden, you get racks, you have an old stock, you have an IT guy, and two guys that know what they're doing. It's like a it's like a pop oh, three, three Don, Don, who's no longer with, with Outward More Comics here, but started off with... He started off here. He was a founder. Correct. He's basically the one that provided us the storefront, or he was going to get sued into oblivion. So he decided to kind of, okay, Don, we'll move right back into where the old store was two months after it's yep. the, the very first comic book that we ever sold was a Secret Files Green Lantern core. was in here today. Was he? Yeah, no, that's fine. Customer. Uh, yeah, he. So I, I, I'll remember. I always remember this because it was a. It was. It was. Um, it was like said at the time, uh, 2008. They had just been. Jeff Johns on Green. We opened. We opened February. Yeah, 14th. February 14th. Valentine's Day. Because we love comics. Um, Very adorable. So, <laughs> I love it. I didn't say that. Uh, so, so, yeah, and I remember actually it was... preview in unison like the Three Musketeers said it, yes. So, uh, so the very first thing we sold was a Secret Files Green Lantern Corps with Kyle Rayner on the front. See, that's your Rain Man coming out. And, 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 and the guy gave us a $5 bill. So we bought the thing that says our first dollar, and everyone always goes, but that's $5 bill. We go, yes, we do. So that's, <laughs> that's what we got. That's what we got. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I got our, our shoddy, crappy register from my ex-wife. Yes, oh, my God. One of her old bosses was, he had like a little kiosk in the mall, and he had this whole really old refurbished register wow. that I bought for $25. Yep. Wow. And uh, so I ended up punching that thing and breaking it. So <laughs> you skipped one pinnacle point and that was when you guys came up with your store name 
It went oh, from, from Zach and I. Yeah, it so, went from what free so time. In, you know, no, it was free time originally. Oh, Zach yeah, and I, the death dying we, we decided to go out to dinner and kind of talk because after you came back, yeah. At, well, this was actually after the meeting with you, weirdly, I think. Uh, no, I don't was it before. I don't think you went to bed after the meeting. Okay, then it was before you. No, it was so before. yeah, we because we went out we went out to dinner and I remember him going. You know, I said, okay, so you suckered me into this deal. What are we gonna call? What are we gonna call? It? And yeah. and so and so I came to the table. Like, well, I'm thinking more comics. Um, uh, the, that things that that um, I came to the table with a couple of ideas. One of the ideas that I was um, um, thinking of was uh, I wanted to do something that we both liked. So you know, I came up I came up with things. I threw out a couple different things. Um, I threw out like Gotham City Comics or or you know Metropolis Comics or you know, something like that. And then and then he said, no, I want something that's gonna have some you know something else to it. And I and I was like, well, at the you know he loves Alan Moore. Um, I like Alan Moore, so. So I was like, well, what about more comics? Because that kind of has double meaning. You know, more comics, we're going to have that. And then he came up with... That's insider. That's deep. Okay. And he came up with, I like that, but how about we call it, I want more comics. To always make a statement. So that everyone what do we all want? Right. More comics. I want more comics. Right. Exactly. So that was the melding of the two was Alan Moore, his last name is Moore, more comics is... Uh, double meaning, and then he came up with the phrase, I want more comics. That's amazing. Richie, I've been here for seven years, and I didn't know anything about Alan Moore. Boom. <laughs> that's the first time you guys ever talked about Alan Moore. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... that's We're learning. Exactly, exactly. Well, because, I mean, um, at the at that time, you know, many years ago... Um, uh, that was in-house talk right there. That, that, that is, that is in-house talk, yeah, because... I, well, we were, that's when we like you know had the pie and the, the yeah, sky yeah. dreams, and we're like, yeah. it's gonna be great, guys. <laughs> and, and, and also, and also, as well as it's where, story. well, where Sean was, Sean was was teaching me about some more of the things about comic books that I never knew about, and he was like, you got to read Alan Moore, and that was when I was getting into Alan Moore, and that was the first time I was reading that stuff, and I was like, you like Alan Moore, I like Alan Moore, and that's kind of how that how that kind of organically came together. So. So it so it really was a melding of the yeah we get compliments on our store name all the time from other retailers like oh that's a great name <laughs> I wish I'd have thought of that <laughs> yeah. it is a million times better than free time because that makes it hard to explain well free time when do you read comics in your free time that's why they named it that but I do other things in my free time too. <laughs> right. Just PG podcaster. <laughs> or it's 13 at best. So, <laughs> I play chess. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, the what was that? That's seven and a half years? Seven and a half years? Coming up on seven. Yeah. Seven and a half years, yeah. So at the, at the time, of course, I'm helping out a little bit with doing this website. And the first version of the website was atrocious. There was... <laughs> I like I like the look of it. My my friend who does that side of things was really great about it, but like the logic of how it was going to work was going to be horrible because right. every single comic had to be hand typed into it. Images had to be found. I mean, you were were never going to be able to use this website. It was really really bad. And I saw them, you know, getting off the ground with a real store, and I started hanging around the store, coming into the store, and all this and. I saw a customer base that was already there. I mean, I do. I was doing small business consulting forever, and I knew. Well, everybody know, like, kind of followed me. I, I took everybody I knew, and took their number down. When right. we were open, I called them all. All right. It's like, hey, I opened a store. It's going to be this. 
come on, you know, come and check us out. So there was something already there. It was growing. It was working and all this. And, and my logic was, you know, the website's going to take much more time. Like, to do that, that's, that's not the focus. Get the store right. Get, Absolutely. you know, stock restocked and things sorted and done like that. So I started helping out all the time there. And I wasn't alone. There was actually quite a few people. Again, that, that my hometown mentality, my home team, you know, there was plenty of us that were chipping in and helping out at the store, hanging around and doing stuff like that. So right. I tried to spend as much time there that I wasn't out working clients and getting paid that I could to try to, you know, get things up and going and, and be at the store more and more. And it was a lot of fun for me because, you know, this is my first experience. Of yeah, he really, really liked doing back issues, and I let him. Yeah, right. Well, like, you like sorting crap? Oh, yeah, have fun. Donuts, man. My OCD is the strongest in the galaxy, so. <laughs> Hence his, his collecting mentality of the yeah. variants. Right, which is why it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is why the DVD collection died too, which is why, <laughs> yes. yeah, at, just keep going. Yeah. So. Your destiny, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Your grimoire scar. Yeah, yeah my grimoire scar in Destiny's nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, so I started helping out as much as I could there. And the one, the funny moment there was the, the walking into the pit of Magic the Gathering. Because. Right. The old store had had some magic, had some binders of singles, had some stuff. Uh, we, didn't we didn't have, have anybody that was heavily supporting. We didn't have anybody that was heavily playing. We didn't run tournaments. We had some products. You know, it was, we'd get minimal product of everything when it would come in. Were you a so. magic fan player at this time? No, no, no that was the that was the pit. The I walked right. over to it. I collected cards. I still collect. You know, the Marvel trading cards. Okay. Massive. Yeah. Uh, and I looked at it, I go, what's this? I literally just asked these guys, what is this? And they said, oh, it's Magic Gathering, and we, you know, do some stuff there. People come in for it, and it's it's kind of profitable, but, you know, we usually have some other guys working on it and doing all this stuff. We don't, you know, work with it much ourselves. I'm like, well, so, so just, just to add real quick to this, our, one, one of our big things, things in the store is we sell stuff we know. Right. Yeah. And at the time, I, I kind of grandfathered a lot of this magic. Like, like I, I, it was all part of the store. And getting into it, like getting into it as, as playing the game. Like, like I tried to play it before we opened the store, and I understood why the game was really good. Right. It's a very good game. It's very mechanically sound. They have a good model. However, it's so expensive as collecting comics are. And my first love was comics, so. Well, I mean, it, it is it is as it is as it is as in depth and as and it's a full time job. Just, just, just doing itself. Thing. So to be, a, to be a really good magic player, you gotta know the cards. You gotta know what they do. You gotta know what works what. So so Keith comes in, and his yeah, with him having his OCD, he's like, I could totally get into this. <laughs> I just start picking it up and learning. Well, I wanted to learn what selling it was like. Like I wanted to learn what you know what would make it work and what would make it a better part of our store. So I started working singles. I started working product. Was this, this about the time, time, or this is before or after the time that we came to you and said, hey, we this want to bring you in? Okay. Yeah, this is before. I started that up. I started working on that, like, I don't know, April, May, somewhere in that area. I just started picking at that. I was working back issues. I was working that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was basically the two areas of the store. Everything else was just going to get filled out as we bought. You know, like, I remember a time that they made a big order on trade paperbacks to stock up that area of the store. Yeah, we, we had, had to take out a personal loan from a friend to do that. <laughs> to just get that. Yeah, to get a loan just, just to get, get a few trades in so they can sell them. And it's so funny thinking about that trade rack compared to what we have now. I got, I got so, so many, many trades. trades oh, my <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, my word. Seeing, seeing the girl, every time you find old photos, it's, it's funny just it to go really through funny. that. But like, those are the two areas I saw. Hey, there's stuff here. It's obviously already here. We can, we can make this better. And I just kind of dove in. I just started working on it and doing that stuff. So then they came up to July that year. And the three of them sat, you know, said, hey, can you stay after and talk, you know, some night and all this. And we all sat down and talked. And they said to me, they said, hey, uh, we really appreciate everything you're doing around here. It's great that you're helping out, uh, but we don't feel right um, with you just putting in all this free time and doing all. I was I was lending a little bit of money as we needed a couple bills. I was prepaying some stuff, you know, to put credit on my tab to you know help the the money smooth out. Right, just to be there. Yeah, they were like, we don't feel right with you um, doing this without being a part of us. So we'd like to cut you. So you know these guys um, took care of me right away from the beginning. Like right. was it was thankful. It was you know it was it was straight. It was more generous than I was I would have expected. Like if if I was going to even think that that was a possibility, I would I would have expected to say, all right, here you go, uh, sign this check and come on in. But right. um, the mentality that uh, these guys had were that you take care of those people, take care of you, kind of thing. And you right. know I, I I appreciated it. So that was my joining of the store. Excellent. And being suckered in and duped and shucked. And from that point, did you just... Because I, I will say this about the store is that it's a comic book store, firstly, but in many ways, it's also a magic distributor. Like, you guys have magic all the time, and there's so many cards over there. Did you bring that with you? No, he built that. Right? No, no, he I... built that, yeah. yeah at the he, point he in time, I knew nothing. He, yeah. he, he, he started, he started uh, hosting... Friday Night Magic, and he started learning how to play the game from those people, and he started learning how the mechanics work and what he should be ordering. Did you just go to a competition about Magic? He's a judge. Uh, yeah, no. I'm, a, I'm a judge for, for Magic, so I I got pretty, I got deep into it, but... Remember that OCD folks. It kind of... didn't know it in no. what year? 2000? <laughs> 2009. Yeah, this was, yeah, this was all 09. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he built up the counter yeah. from being very small to... You'd be surprised about how many people in the community were were willing to help. It was kind of funny because there was, I would ask, I, I, I developed friends inside that magic community. I was able to ask them, you know, point blank blunt questions that you normally wouldn't, you know. Shy around? No, you don't, you don't walk into, you know, King Supers and King Supers asking you about how they should sell you milk and eggs, you know, like right. that's not the question. Where but I was able to ask these guys kind of I was asking these guys, I'm like, what matters? What's what do you care about? What's going on? Why what would you buy? You know, and, and they gave me real advice and it wasn't even setting things up to be favorable to them. So it's it's it was a community where they wanted to see they wanted to see a good place to go. And I got a lot of help from that angle. Well, it's definitely a good place to go, for sure. Well, it led into one of the persons that helped us out a lot at that early stage was Todd. And Todd's not here tonight. He'll jump in on some of the podcasts, but Todd is our fourth owner. Can't wait for that. And, <laughs> and uh, Todd uh, was one of the early guys there that would just talk to me bluntly about it and, and tell me, you know, the, the, the mechanics about it. Because there was some of those, those players that had played it for a long time wanted a store to be profitable at it so that the store would support it so that they would have a good place to go. And so it grew and it built upon that and Todd helped for a while there. Then Todd was uh, our first employee. 
you know. Yes, yes. He was our absolute first hire. We had we had some people that were we had some people that were assistants. We had more Zachs. Yeah, we had we had friends we had friends who would use you know um who would come in and and help us out and refer to them filthy assistants. Yeah. Um. And thank you, Warren Ellis. Yeah, that's a transmetropolitan um thing. If you've never read that book. Uh, but yeah, uh, p- our friends, people that would um, give up their time and just come in to help, uh, we'd usually give them a little bit of credit and you know some stuff because most of them were buying comic books. But that was about it. Yeah, um, Todd was our first. Todd was our first employee, and then it grew into. We always knew from when Todd got hired in here that he wanted to 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 own and manage his own store anyway. Yeah, and, he was a substitute teacher. And that's a much tougher gig. And right. I know he didn't really want to do that anymore. He, he was a little burned out on that. He, and the opportunity came up where it worked well for, for us and for him to come together on it. So we, we developed it. You know, it, it came to be. I think he worked about, probably about six months. Yeah. Um, helped out a little bit at part-time. Then during the summer, worked full-time. Then by the end of the summer, we made the decision to go forward as partners. So, you know, he, he became part of the team, you know, yeah. deeply on that. And, and then since then, like, I mean, we've just been employee-wise. Yeah. Well, we, we've had. To, I mean, now now we have now we have. Uh, Is it five? Five employees five, plus five employees. four owners. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and seven years of learning. Well, those first five years were like uh, a lot of learning. A lot of learning. A lot, a lot, a lot of, of different things. Two I mean, years. Two years into being a business, uh, the shopping center that worked with us great in the beginning and cut a deal on rent came to us and says hey so we got this uh petco that wants to move in here and we would like to move you into this little tiny closet and keep charging you this large amount of rent and they gave us three weeks here's three week notice three weeks, notice. Three weeks to move wow and that's how we ended up where we're at now yes because we looked around at a bunch of different places and this was the only one that fit with adding a, a huge gaming section and you know having comics uh-huh. in the back room and uh-huh. this is kind of what we fell into wow. um but we would, have, we would have still been over there if they hadn't come to us and basically stepped on our necks. Right, because Petco wanted more. And then it turns out the Hallmark took it, right? Well, Hallmark was in the spot that Petco's now, so Hallmark wanted our spot. You know, it was all, they were, sh- all, they, they, were they, they remodeled right. the uh, liquor store to be smaller to make it work. You know, like, they had a major plan over there that wow. they needed to do, but... Um, so a business, and you had three weeks to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. knew we moved it. in three weeks. And again, and again, we again we had customers. They were loading up. It's a it's a new comic Wednesday. Yep. We're loading up a, a a big old moving box truck that a friend of the store was helping well, yeah, us with. I was working with it because I was I, to sustain. I had to get a couple of different side jobs, and this right. gentleman, he worked at a business that was. They they like provide sets and stuff for proms and for events. Uh-huh. And so he had a big truck, and he's like, well, I'll bring it, and we can just load it up, and we can just get it over in a couple moves. Yeah, it was, it was, like, <laughs> it was like three or four truck loads, these oh, huge wow. moving trucks. I mean, just moving the cinder blocks alone was like half but, a truck. But we're literally, like, starting the load, and we hadn't even signed the lease yet because me and Sean had to run over here and make the signing of the lease. <laughs> yeah, we had to the sign the lease, and then I had to clean and then the we got the yeah we had the keys to clean the place like it had been and, and, oh, and, and that entire day I'm at the other store trying to run everything trying to run everything getting all the um, people like, too. There was like fifteen 
probably about yeah probably about 15 20 people of our friends there our volunteers are and so and so i'm running around and i'm running around and and of course people are coming and people are coming in people are coming in to buy new comics so that had to be the last thing to go so there's still a little rack of new comics out um and and those racks those circuit city racks were not easy to take down yeah so we moved three thousand square feet and we're open the the day day of and the next day Like we were, <laughs> we were, yeah, everything we was on the deadline. That night ended, we dropped all, uh, I mean, we were done at what, like, uh, had to have been two-ish? Yeah, two in the morning, something yeah, like that. Like yeah, our la- uh, one of the people who, I remember because one of the people that was helping us, uh, he didn't drive, he didn't have a car, so we had to drop him off. And it was like two in the morning, and Sean and I were like, did we just do that? <laughs> at, uh, it's that kind of initiative that keeps you up. It was, like, it was pretty crazy. Well, yeah, and then we, we, cause we couldn't put the racks up right away, but we got all the cases up at least, got all the bookshelves up at least. Yeah. So the next morning was, seriously, throw up the racks, put the comics on the racks. Right. Yeah, I mean, it took us another two or three days to kind of get everything just, situated. I remember the but... Saturday, your first Saturday here, and I came in, and it was kind of bare bones. It was just, you had, you, you, you could tell that you guys were going to deal with the comics later, and you were doing your new racks. Mm-hmm. The Friday that. was better because it was the largest rainfall in Colorado in years and the whole the shopping entire center, center flooded, center flooded. Oh. we almost got flooded yeah and lost everything the restaurant yeah. next to us was flooded yeah the like Chinese the, restaurant got flooded yeah but there was like it, it was raining so hard we ha- I had to continually mop all the doors because I didn't realize that they weren't sealed <laughs> so I'm running from door to door and sopping up water because it's coming under the door like a giant puddle. I, I was like, if you if you looked outside, they're bad idea. Yeah, not very good. Well, if you looked outside, there was all these like loading dock ramps that went down. They were all completely full. You there was kids jumping in them to go swimming. And muddy, nasty loading dock water. It was really disgusting. And for all the and for all the water that didn't flood into the store to ruin the comics. The old location's back room completely flooded. Yep. Yeah. And we would have lost. We would have lost everything. So much. Yeah. Wow. Well, we did have one other time when it, it got hit pretty good with rain. Yeah. There was. And it started backing up through the sewer. Yeah. And yeah. water well, started shooting had, out of the sink well, in the toilets. We've that had, was awesome. We have so many stories. <laughs> Store, not yeah. like a Titanic. No, just, uh, no, I know. We have so many. We have so many different stories over the years. I mean, we could do. We could do. We can do hours on on just the different stories that um, that have happened. It's fascinating for me. Uh, for those that haven't been in the store and are just listening for the first time, this is a legit business. Like, I'm not looking at you know a rack of comic books. I'm looking at a full fledged comic book. Well, store this now, this so. definitely yeah. started out as more of like a weird kind of clubhouse type yeah, thing kind of yeah it, it kind of like started out as that and, and we were trying to figure out how to be businessmen and it took like i said it took the five years first five years sure. of us to figure out how to actually be in business right. sure but i mean we i mean we have a full thing of back issues now we have a wall of trade more back issues we know what to do with uh well, when you say a wall of trades everybody knows the the standardized little small put together bookcases Correct. that are i'm counting about five shelves and all this there's 20 of those right now yep yep um, i mean we have uh i, I remember i remember there's no we, room in here right now no there <laughs> isn't but but i i remember i remember when we started the when we started this store the big thing um in the industry actually was let's get rid of back issues no one likes back issues we never they, did they are they are they are a space killer and no one's gonna buy them anymore so well, we and, kept buying people's collections and we'd buy them under the premise that hey 
here's your good books. We're going to buy these books. We'll buy the rest of your stuff. We'll, we'll buy it at, you know, bulk. a bulk price because right. well, we don't necessarily want it. Yeah, well, and then and then, and then then comic books. And we ending up with bulk stuff. And then as people started getting more money and then people want to buy back issues again. Well, that's the thing. Is that, and then, and then around that time is, is when people started getting more and more of the, the comics started m- melding into pop culture more and more. Um, the Marvel movies were coming out, uh, Christopher Nolan stuff. I mean, it was starting to become more mainstream, and people were coming in going, I want to buy 90s Batman, 90s X-Men. I want to buy that stuff. Form. Um, and so the stores that said, we're not going to carry those anymore at all, ever, that uh, didn't work out very well. So, um, Well, luckily, we were just we did it, kind though. of blindly buying a bunch of that stuff. And we and... were, sure. Well, we always had the opinion we wanted to be, we wanted the strength of being, of the depth. We wanted yes. to be, we, we, Day one couldn't afford the size of the trade wall that we wanted no. to carry. We grew into it. Right. You know, we, we wanted to carry, you know, pop culture. That's that's a big deal right now is that the, we, we're now realizing that we're evolving beyond a comic book store into a pop culture store. Because there's way more things that that go back and forth into it. You know, pop vinyls are your most obvious. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's it's a big deal. I don't know how long it's going to go, but they, they do a good job of, of making something that's kind of fun, affordable. You can pick up one here or there, find something fun and all this. But we always wanted to expand more and more into that. So start off day one with uh, the smallest rack of T-shirts. Now we have a wall of T-shirts. Yep. Started off with, you know, just a little bit of the back issues. Now we've got aisles of back issues. You know, it's – and yep. we've always had the mentality of since – all different people like all different things you know have that stuff available have it you know don't you know we're not we're not the complete jack of all trades because like sean said earlier we can't get in and sell to the things that we don't understand we don't have miniatures and we don't have paints like that because we don't play it and we don't understand what's good about it and and we couldn't service that customer if they wanted to come in and ask questions about it there's another shop that's that's local to us that we refer people to of course um, but, you know, we, we wanted to be strong and we wanted to turn around and be able to service and help, you know, customers find the things that they were looking for, you know, more than, than anybody else. And um, we have a lot of fun with the other stuff, too. You know, coming up this weekend's Free Comic Book Day and we have 19 artists, 17 artists. I mean, it's... Uh, I, think I, I think last count, I think it's 18. Yeah. yeah. Just, they're going to be here just... You know, for I got for, one cancellation because yeah. I think he's going to be out of town. But. So yeah. for everybody to just you know the customer can come in, grab free books, talk to artists. You know, you know the 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 fun of the day, that type of thing. And right. we, you know, we we've been involved with local conventions. You know, we've we've done those those things, and we we see that it's more than just what hours are you open. Right. You know, it's it's community. That's that's the fun about the store because there are we have plenty of customers. And inside that, I have a lot of friends. I like that. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, it's it's funny when Sean hosted up parties and all this, and and most of the guest lists are, are customers that shop here because these are people I knew, right. talked to. Well, I started out as a customer, you know, and yeah. it's just you come in often, and again, this is an atmosphere kind of like a con. You know, there's no wrong way to do something. It's just a stance and that stance can take you in so many different directions and hearing it's it's just conversation and the love of that conversation was is what builds relationships and continuous uh sustainment of our establishment if you will the the whole concept of keeping comic books turning into 
into pop culture is step one. Maintaining that is the people behind it. And as long as that's there, this story will always have a place. Well, I mean, we, we, we've aimed it at, the, the, the big goal from the beginning was, what was what would the place that we want to go look like? Exactly. Yeah. And aiming it down that road helps a lot. Absolutely. Because then you can turn around and do that. And, and, there's a lot of things that are around here in this store right now. They're actually the influence of our customers that have yeah. turned around and said, hey, we like this. We, you know, this was cool, things like that. And um, the only thing that we, the things that we don't have today are the things that we're getting our arms around. You know, like the, the new projects that we have talked about and things that we want to kind of introduce. And again, bringing back to podcasts. We tried this once, once before and we always seem to run out of time. Now it's going to be this dedicated effort to, to be part of this because I think the podcast can also keep our flame going. Correct. It keeps us, you know, all the more interested yep. and all the more positive about the things about this. At the core here, every single day, my job is to talk comics. How bad can it be? Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's, there's plenty of stuff. I don't love doing taxes. I don't love doing the accounting. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's, it, there's, <laughs> there's, there's stuff to do around here, cleaning out a bathroom that ain't fun. Right. But. So we have employees. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're not listening. Oh, yeah, hopefully. That would be pretty funny. But we, you know, at the, rotating we got to enjoy. Fun. We got to enjoy oh. the, what we're doing, and that's that's where we've operated from, and that's why through lean and hard times we survived. Because, you know, the days where we were making When it was just us three, and nope. there was a time when I had to be a security guard overnights. Oh, that was fun. Oh, that yeah. was fun times. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. And you guys were pretty much living here? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> that was, much. That was you know, there, there was a time there that, again, Keith and I were working uh, six, seven, seven days a week. seven days a week. Yeah, exactly. It's, so. it's not hard to find that in small business. The, the good small businesses, will you'll find people that are passionate. You know, sure. you, that's, we're, not, we're not the exception to the rule, because that, that needs to be the rule, or else you weren't going to be successful. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's fun. It's still good to do this. It's still great. To, to, to be able to pick up comics and all that. And uh, I look forward to a lot of years where it's not going to, you know, you don't turn just jaded sure. and, and, and negative about, about everything. Correct. So uh, I, I hope that was informative. For... It was. I <laughs> learned so much about the store. I that, mean, was the, that was seriously the Cliff Notes version, too. That is, that is the Cliff yeah, Notes. I, can, uh, I don't, I don't want the podcast to run to be like five hours. Five hours, yeah, exactly. I can tell as you say your sentence, you're like, uh, and I'm sure. I mean, you know, I'm sure other things will come up over the course of the podcast. But uh, get to know us. but yeah, exactly. But I mean, I hope that was a good introduction for everybody. Um, and so yeah, I, uh, this episode was just going to be about that. Uh, next episode, um, we're going to start getting into it. Uh, we're going to start doing our segments, which I think are going to be a lot of fun. I think I hope people enjoy them. Our picks of the week, our uh, new segments. We're going to be starting our. Um, spinning the rack, which is what we're going to be calling our um, topics of conversation that we like to talk about. Uh, and the thing that we're going to do, uh, because it's timely, is we're going to be doing a Civil War review, and we're also going to be doing a uh, Civil War, the comic versus the movie. Right. So be sure to uh, turn tune in for that. that comes out this weekend. Yep, it comes out in a couple. Uh, tomorrow, actually, is when we're going to go see it's it. It's the so. worst part about being in this industry is that we're required to go you see these to. movies. You have to. part of the job. Right the we end, have to. Real quick, let's do... Thumbs up, thumbs down. You think it's going to be good or bad, Keith? Up or down? It's just That's that. all I get to say? That's all your premonitions. Up, you're saying it's going to be good or bad, and you can oh. see if you're right next week. I like it. 
Oh man, I want to say sideways so hard, but it's, it's it'll be it'll be up. It'll be enjoyable. It'll be good. It'll be up. I'm gonna say it's gonna be good too. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I just, actually just what's the bar? I mean, what what is what does a movie have to come out to to be bad? Like to, to me, if that's the bar, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about good, that, right? and, and 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 it's gonna be fun to talk about what they did versus the comic and the movie because of course some of the characters that were in the comic are not going to be in the movie. Uh, they just can't be. So it's going to, I think that'll be a fun um, conversation. You mean Wolverine's not showing up? And Wolverine's not showing up? Spoiled. Um, I, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, next, the next, uh, uh, next week, um, uh, yeah, uh, next week we're going to be talking about, you know, our picks. We're going to pick some that came out uh, this week and talk about what we liked. Uh, we're going to talk about the news, which will probably be a little bit about Free Comic Book Day because that is the biggest uh, day of the year for comic book stores and the industry. So we'll probably talk a little bit about that. And uh, uh, yeah, we can't wait for you to uh, tune in and listen. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this show. All right. Bye-bye. Hey,